This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. But again, you don't typically have, what, 13, 12, 13 new dudes. Yeah. Uh, This is college athletics today. Kansas State proved to us last year you can make a run with nine or more transfers. Yep. Um, Hopefully, you know, uh, once you're, uh, once Penny Hardaway is back on the sidelines after serving this three-game suspension, it's all coming together quickly. Because I would tell you, uh, as as evidenced by Memphis's ten and three record last year non-conference, <laughs> yeah. and they're still in the eight or nine game. You're going to have to be really, really good in this non-conference schedule to pull out a higher seed than the eight nine spot that we're talking about. Hey, go win the AAC. Yeah. Show everybody that uh, they gave the wrong team the benefit of the doubt to an FAU, and then we can start talking about you know fours or fives or sort of what it seems like they've promised FAU if they win the American Athletic Conference this year. Uh, there may still be the possibility for that. That's all out there, but you don't you don't get there without you know managing this uh, this non-conference schedule in a way that's you know it's got to be good to elite quite frankly, to get to where you want to go for Penny Hardaway. So very excited to see how this all plays out because, again, so many um, so many different components uh, to this season with trying to figure out pecking order and how these new guys are going to stack up. We'll get the first look at it for real tonight against Jackson State, and it'll get much more real uh, on Friday when the Tigers are headed to Missouri. Uh, we've got Respect Burgers coming up, and then the great Jason Fitz going to talk NFL with him about 125. Again, which team in the NFL made the biggest statement in his eyes? Joshua Dobbs. Uh, just doesn't matter where you put him. He continues to win. Looks like anything better than Atlanta's had at quarterback this season. Yeah. We were discussing whether Joshua Dobbs should be a starting quarterback in this league. Uh, it's been better than anything the Falcons and Arthur Smith have had, certainly. Uh, we'll do all that when we get back, but right at the top, respect, Burgers. You listen to J&J, 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah! <laughs> I'm doing the Virginia Tech run out here for you. God. Third hour, we're back. <laughs> and on Mondays, this one o'clock hour, I get on my big green egg, I pat out some burgers, I throw them on the grill, and we season them with respect in a world of, filled with disrespect. Let's do that now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. First one goes to Joshua Dobbs. Man, um, this guy lives out of a suitcase, just traded to the Minnesota Vikings because he was basically making Arizona, which is tanking, too competitive. He was traded to Arizona just before the season from Cleveland. Uh, thrust into action yesterday when the rookie starter for the Vikings, remember Kirk Cousins out with an Achilles injury for the rest of the season, Jaron Hall, he goes down in the first quarter with a concussion. Uh, this is against, again, the Atlanta Falcons. We touched on this, uh, but now we got to get Dobbs that love. Uh, again, started slow, but it didn't matter for a guy that didn't take any snaps in practice beforehand to go out there and lead his team to a 31-28 win with his coach, Kevin O'Connell, basically, as they put it, translating the calls and mapping them out in the huddle, saying this guy's going to be here. This the, the dude doesn't even know the play calls yet. He just got there this week, and he's already forced into action because of, a, because of a concussion to your rookie quarterback. And he goes in there, helps Minnesota improve to 5-4, and four, <laughs> six-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Powell with 22 seconds left, capped off an 11-play drive. They had gone down the field 75 yards, uh, one he aided with a 22-yard scramble to convert a fourth and seven. Joshua Dobbs did. Uh, as he said, in this league, there's never an excuse for your circumstance. I learned that from 
Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. There it is. The players coach. The man that everybody says they'd love to play for. The man who, despite being outgained in all eight games this year, has found the first uh, is the first team to have a winning record through that. Uh, in the uh, going back to what 1933, yeah. I think we said 34 teams that have been outgained the first eight games. Mike Tomlin, hell of a coach. He said Tomlin taught him that. Usually people don't wow. care about your circumstance; they just want to see you succeed, given the circumstances you're given. That's the point. Nobody cares that uh, you don't know the plays well that said. you had any practice or anything else. Uh, all Joshua Dobbs has, has done is uh, just uh, take advantage of the situation when been called upon, but usually the odds have been stacked against him. Again, traded into situations. He was making Arizona too competitive uh, in this case for a team that's trying to win, and good good on him that he goes from a team that's not trying to win to a team that now is trying to win and has got itself back in the hunt at 5-4 and four for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, good for, for yeah. Joshua Dobbs, man, and he's getting the appreciation he so deserves and now playing for a team that's trying to win as we said, I don't know what this is going to amount to. I asked you to add the question, should Joshua Dobbs be a starting quarterback in the NFL? When you look at what Desmond Ritter and Heineke are doing for yes. Atlanta, how could you not say that Joshua Dobbs wouldn't be an improvement on that situation? We could go through the NFL. I'm sure there are others. I mean, Baker Mayfield was actually good in this. Uh, yeah. He was actually good for Tampa Bay this weekend. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud just one-upped him. But you could make a case that Tampa Bay could use a quarterback. Um, I don't know. But, but New Baker's, York. Baker's probably been good enough that they'll, they'd say we're fine with, uh, with Baker over Joshua Dobbs. But New York now with Daniel Jones down? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to find Both a place New for York Joshua franchises. Dobbs. It might be pretty limited, uh, but it does seem like to me he's more than a backup in this yeah. league. Uh, kudos for him for the performance for the Minnesota Vikings. Again, last-second win, no practices beforehand. Doesn't even know the play calls. Mm. That doesn't happen in the NFL where defenses are so usually prepared. All right, moving Respect. on. Uh, cannot talk enough about this kid. I mentioned him this preseason saying he would be the uh, rookie of the year, I thought, because, quite frankly, I wondered if Bryce Young would be able to hold up all season long for the Carolina Panthers. I didn't have those doubts about C.J. Stroud coming out of Ohio State, uh, playing for this Texans team yesterday. He, insane. Broke the oh rookie rec- record for passing yards in a game, but it was how he did it that yep. deserved so much respect. The fact that with less than a minute left, down four, needing a touchdown, he ends up driving the team down the field. Yes, 40 seconds left, 75 yards they go. Six plays he needs. He hits Tank Dale, wide receiver, rookie Crazy. two. Uh, for uh, Stroud yeah, looking. Deep ball. Hold in. Take down. Yeah, just crazy. It, it, unbelievable. The pass uh, is the, unbelievable. Was, was on a rope. An absolute laser. Never seen it like uh, that. Guy was wide. You know, he found him in the back of the uh, end zone in a tight little hole there. Yeah. Uh, ends up throwing for 470 yards. <laughs> that eclipsed God. Andrew Luck's rookie passing wow. record. Of 433 yards, uh, the other other two, uh, yeah, the one name's worth mentioning. You might Cam Newton yep. in 2011 threw for 432 as a rookie. Ryan Tannehill in 2012 oh. threw for 431 yards. C.J. Stroud tops them all, and he does it in a win yeah. with a last-second drive. Like I mentioned, man, uh, the Texan situation's been ugly last couple of years with their coaching, what they did with Lovey Smith and the coach before him. I'm just so happy for D'Amico Ryans, who you could argue, man, what you doing taking this job? Yeah. You come in and fail the first couple of years, they're just going to fire you too like they have the previous coaches. And, what uh, a blessing. What a blessing yeah. to have a guy like C.J. Stroud. And the blessing could be that they ended up with the two-pick, yep. which, oh, by the way, they got as a result of beating the Bears last year. They get the two, and at the time it looks like, oh, no, what now Carolina can, get, can go get – Yeah, now Carolina can go get yeah. Bryce Young <laughs> – because we, we didn't get the uh, we didn't get the one pick. Well, now is the two pick. You get Stroud, and it looks. I mean, my gosh, you look at this, and there's every chance that Stroud could have a better career and certainly a better rookie season. That's yeah. that's already in the books for the most part. Than Bryce Young, like I said, the Texans may have lucked up into getting that number two pick. The fact that they weren't at one and took Bryce Young. It's now, like John Morant to us. You know, maybe there had been some smoke, and maybe if they had been one, maybe yeah. their guy was always C.J. Stroud. But I highly doubt it. The pressure was on. Uh, to take Bryce Young at one, they end up with C.J. Stroud, and they're the ones smiling right now. Um, this kid's poise is unbelievable uh, at this early an age. Remember, coming, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks, they've been questioned. I got one that I don't even know if is st- the jury's still out on, and Justin Fields, man, to have this uh, solidified and to know that you got the future face of the franchise, one that's you know, setting rookie records. That's got to feel real good if you are a Houston Texans fan. You've been used to a lot of losing around there. C.J. Stroud's about to bring you uh, up out of it. All right, quick one. Sharp kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, super sharp. 
Love him to death. Yeah. Hell of a leader. You could tell that in the way he was doing it. Yeah. Um, last one in the NFL to be quick. I mentioned it earlier. Kansas City Chiefs defense has got to get a respect burger holding Miami. Uh, we mentioned it to it, under 200 passing yards. They got the strip of Tyreek Hill, return it for a touchdown, go up 21-0 in that game. Completely changes this game script for Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins. Super impressive to me because, again, I had this Miami Dolphin team pegged as my Super Bowl favorite, the team, the representative from the AFC. All they've done is gone out and let me down against the better teams in the league. They have not proven that they can beat the good ones. And, again, against a KC team that's struggling offensively, you uh, you still couldn't find a way, and you have to uh, you have to give it to that Kansas City defense. Here was the key stat, held Miami to 3 of 12 wow. on third downs. Again, that's a Miami offense that had been unstoppable at times yep. this season. And all of a sudden, this Chiefs defense is the reason they are winning games. So i got to give respect certainly to them and what was an important uh, uh, win they got over in Germany. should have been here, uh, but it was an important win for the Chiefs, obviously. Moving on, respect. and we, we have mentioned them in their ride this season, an undefeated ride through the AAC. That had not been done in the regular season, and they cap it off with an undefeated run uh, through the AAC tournament. And for now the third straight season, the Memphis women's soccer team is AAC tournament champions. Yep. Knocked off uh, SMU 2-1. to one. Yep, that's back-to-back-to-back. To back to back and are now headed for the NCAA tournament, which, oh, by the way, that's real cool because the selection show is later on today at 3 p.m. And after last year uh, winning the AAC tournament title but being unseated, if I'm not mistaken, in the NCAA tournament, they were unseated, had to go out on the road. This year, from what I'm gathering – a three or a four seed looks pretty possible. I mean, a mm-hmm. two seed might still be in play, but from what I've read, from where these teams are ranked, and Memphis is again a top team ranked team, they look like it could be a, a seed in the three to four range. I think Arkansas last year, I want to say, was a three seed, and they hosted uh, their first round match. And so mm-hmm. Memphis, uh, my hope and expectation is uh, because of this fantastic season, uh, they will be a high seed in this week's starting up this week's NCAA tournament under Brooks Monaghan and um, yeah have a chance to make a deeper run than the Sweet 16 run they made last year as an unseeded team your draw should be better everything should be better again you finish 18 and 1 15 match winning streak uh, for this team that enters the NCAA tournament red hot uh, Tigers uh, ranked top 10 in the country in goals against average first actually uh, uh, .33 shutout percentage is first save percentage is second in the country goal differential sixth so when wow. we tell you again that this Tigers team, not just a, a, a dominant in the AAC, we knew that coming in the season they probably would be again, but a real true national title contender, uh, it's what we mean. The only loss this season was uh, on August 27th when they fell to a ranked Alabama team, 2-1. to one. So again, you've been almost perfect this year and were perfect through the entire uh, run of AAC play. You just can't say enough about the program that Brooks Monaghan has got over there going at, 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 at Memphis and Clearly an international connection. Uh, they've got a stud pipeline to Canada that they have capitalized on and put themselves right back in position. Now, again, NCAA tournament, I believe this is the sixth straight year they've made the NCAA tournament, uh, but this one could be the run, uh, maybe hopefully to a deep run, a Final Four. Uh, they call it the College Cup, Brad. Get used to uh, some some Memphis women's some update. Stuff. Yeah, uh, I believe that first match, I believe, will be on Friday once we know where the Tigers will be seated and who they will be playing again, the NCAA Tournament Selection Show for the uh, Division I Women's Soccer National Tournament at 3 p.m. today. Uh, Giannato and Jeffrey should have that for you where Memphis ends up seated. Moving on. Got to give it up for Jalen Milrow. Respect. uh, This weekend. Very impressed by what this young man has been through this season, but more importantly, where he's at now. At one point, you're demoted and yet you're still on the bench clapping it up for teammates and everything else when you know mm-hmm. uh, in you know in the back of your mind that you are the best quarterback on the roster, and that was pretty obvious when we saw uh, what else Nick Saban had to put out in place of Jalen Milrow uh, in a fantastic performance uh, and a win over LSU 42-28. Number eight, Alabama gets the win, and Jalen Milrow was nothing short of spectacular. He had to be because Jaden Daniels, uh, was playing well. A guy who, if Jaden Daniels had won this game and he was knocked out of the game, uh, eventually concussion symptoms, couldn't you know, got hit on what should have been at least reviewed on a targeting play. He was having a, f- a monster game both on the ground and through the air. And Milrow uh, matched him. Uh, completed 15 of 23 passes, 
had 20 carries, set a tied single-game record for rushing TDs by a quarterback. Um, And, again, this is after being demoted earlier in the season, rushed for 155 yards, four touchdowns. The record's four touchdowns, passed for another 219 yards in that win, getting 42-28 over LSU. And you set up what John has prophesied, which he believes is a run back to the SEC title game. He thinks Alabama is going to beat Georgia. Yeah. And back in the college football playoff, perhaps is an even higher seed than Georgia. I don't. Um, I don't. That's going to be a the tough first road. Step. They took the first step by yeah. knocking off LSU. They looked the part. I mean, everything looks like it. Um, you can make an argument that this is one of Nick Saban's best, if not yep. you know the best coaching job he's done. Again, he doesn't have the elite NFL quarterback, but he has found a way to uh, get this tied team now to eight and one, uh, six and zero. Oh. Uh, now in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, They are, again, number eight in the college football playoff. So uh, that's it. And uh, usually John Martin here comes in with the disrespect disrespect dog. dog. How about the NCAA for not uh, getting DeAndre eligible for us? We could do that. We could do that. And uh, and it'd be, I guess, be fair because, I I mean, I told you it's kind of expected just when you get to the details of the the case. How about about one one to me? Okay. Why you? I don't think you deserve a disrespect dog. Oh, you wouldn't after uh, you know maybe if you read the story in the you Daily had a big column nice, nice write yeah. up by Don Wade, yeah. and, and I'm just humbled and grateful that he did that. And you'd say, okay, well, Jason's mm-hmm. got a Jason got a good life, things going well things for him, are? success, success. Yes. Got a good show, yeah. works with a good partner, got a great producer slash boss, and it is uh, things are great. Uh, but yesterday, Uh-oh. as I was in church on my Zoom, remember focused as we were talking about focused on church. I heard you Friday. And you not on not on yeah. not on the KC Miami game. Mm. There was a pounding at the front door. Pounding. I mean like police. Oh boy. So much so remember I'm in my dining room on the Zoom yeah. uh, on you know in church. So it, it just it breaks the silence in the house just uh, crazy. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And Faith goes rushing to the door and a man had, had gotten out of his car. I had smoke coming up from the side of my house. Got, got guy on Cordova Club had pulled over and had, was beating on our door to tell us we had a fire outside of our house. I'm like, what are you what are we talking about here? No our alarm was still on. We had not been out of the house. What do you mean there's a fire outside the house? Go outside and this uh, this older gentleman that had pulled over, God bless him, he had grabbed a, one, my rake out of the garage. Faith had already opened up the garage. He's, he's raking my mulch in my grass be, uh, through smoke because you can see there is literally a grass fire on the side of my house. Right? And he said, I don't know, somebody might throw a cigarette from the street or something. This, this mulch just went up on y'all. You're not supposed to have this mulch this close to the house. Well, it's a good thing I saw you. And put, so we're thanking God, and we're trying to put this out. I go get an extinguisher. I spray it on there, almost spray the old guy down, which I shouldn't have done at all. I should have told him, back up, brother. I got it now. I, I almost hit him with the, the, the white the stuff guy? from the extinguisher. The, the guy okay. that, that's putting out the fire. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, I, I'm like, what in the hell? You know, I, I, There's no way somebody could have thrown a cigarette butt up into my my yard from our street, and then it hits me. What? So a day earlier on Saturday, uh-huh. I've been doing a, a great husband thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I was washing my wife's car. I was putting some uh, shine on her wheels oh, that's good. right there out there in, in front of the garage, yeah. and I had put out my black like and mild. mild. Oh, no, Jason. In the mulch. And to uh, my dismay, what I had no idea mm-hmm. is – on Saturday, I had started, when I put that black and mild out, that ember started to burn underneath that mulch. And so by Sunday, y'all. No, Jason. It was a smoking mess that was about to go up on the side of my house. It was now actually burning up, you know, putting black on the bricks. Now, again, it didn't damage anything. But but think about that. It had started the day before. We could have been in bed overnight. Smoldering and the thing had gone, And the thing had gone up. So it, it was slow ta- smoldering ta- underneath? Yeah, slow smoldering underneath to a point that that thing was smoking so much that it, it was enough to pull the guy over. Disrespect dog to me because, again, the <laughs> black and mild. Have you spoken in black and mild this morning? supposed to be smoking. Could have burnt my house down. You should have seen faith. The Lord was with you, though. Not well. I right? thought he. I thought the man. Of, the man. The man of, pulled of, in. Of course, he. The Lord was with me. And that's what I you. told. That's what I told the folks in church in my testimony as we yes. closed out. I said, "Y'all just saw me leave. Almost had a fire. Thank God for a guardian angel that God sent and saw that. Right? Yes. But why the, did why Jesus did, was but, waiting? But why did God have me tell the truth to my wife that you know what, honey, this probably wasn't somebody. Oh no. Throwing a a black and mild, because now 
She has that, and she had it again this morning when she was still angry about it, and she says that I'm dang near trying. I tried to tell the truth in a situation. Tried to be old, transparent Jason, always just laying his heart out there. That's what makes him a great guy. And, and now in telling the truth, man, bro, Faith wouldn't give me the time of day again this morning. All yesterday, I got the nice story from Don Wade out there. She don't want to read it. She don't care because I almost burnt the house down because these damn black and milds. So nobody deserves a disrespect, dog. Me, who has battled back and forth with the black and mild smoking, it literally could have cost me my house. I got to tell you. That thing could have gone up when we were in bed the night before. No. I, so if, uh, Yes, no. it wasn't nothing but God, but, man, then I gotta. Then I gotta be Jason, God and tell the truth, and I get in the doghouse. Y- you need to take a different direction on this, and here's where I'll go with this because you had this terrific column. Could have burned my house down, Brett. It was the most read column in the Daily Memphian, according to Don Wade on Sunday. It's this column well, I'm about humbled by that. you and your 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 ride here, and and going from being the very successful commercial appeal beat there, and then moving to the station. Uh, terrific story about your family and your time, and. Here's the thing that I walked away from it. Don was about to add, 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 add to, had to add something to the story. He was about no, to. no, no. I thought that the story was great, but the thing I was most struck by is something that is is connected to the smoldering Jason Butt, and that is you are honest sometimes, and you put stuff out there that you fall. don't to, that you don't have to. Like the story you told about uh, the the dude yelling at the concert venue, bring back you know Vernon or whatever. You put that in the story. I'm I'm not telling secrets. It's in the story. Mm-hmm. Most people would not put that out there. Well, and, it was a, it was a, that was the evidence of how intimidated you know the situation. Could but have you been. put it all out there for better or for worse, exactly. and it's all it's better. But it is a major. Most, almost all of America doesn't do that. Nobody does that today, and and I mean that as a compliment. You you put it out there. You know, shine or spit, it's out there. And so for you to tell Faith the truth, I'm proud of you. I don't think you did the right thing. Well, it landed me in the doghouse. Yeah, but you still got to tell the truth. Sometimes telling the truth is hard, and people don't like the reaction to it. I could have just let her, but my whole thing was, if she has to, if she's worrying about if somebody threw a a cigarette butt or did someone do this on purpose, that, you know, she's asking questions when I know, I realize. So you could have told a white lie and just said, you know, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, 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 Oh, I considered it. Believe me, believe me. Yes, that was kind of the. Or just act, play dumb. I don't know. Faith, I don't know. Sure, why our we house could be is under attack. I'll make sure to keep a watch, a closer eye. Let's go she get some cameras. She would have figured it out. She'd have had the damn Zapruder film I, out again, there. I, 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 just from a, she, she wouldn't have had to figure it out. She's I smart. She'd have figured I it out. I could have gone down that road. So, uh-huh. so two things here okay. that are common knowledge to everybody else and all of our listeners are saying, Jason, you dumb fool, uh, don't put uh, your cigarette or cigar out in mulch. Right. Right. And because yes. please know it might start a fire. That could burn underneath for over twelve to twenty-four hours, yes. pretty much, and uh, and, and and get you going. And then, and then the other thing, apparently, everyone knows this. I did not, as my neighbor who came over with water to help this man put this out. He said, "Bro, you're you're most supposed to be away from the house. We'll be at least an inch. From, bro, you're most supposed to be an inch from the house, bro." See, mine is he right up give on you the a lesson. Yeah, you're yeah. right up at uh, mine is right up on the brick. Well, so you, apparently you're supposed yeah. to be you're supposed to be off a little bit because mulch can burn. Yeah, it M- can. Mulch will burn. And so uh he's saying general rule of thumb, bro, you're supposed to be at least an inch off the house, bro. Uh, so, most so people I, have I, their I, mulch up abut- abutting their house. I, I have I don't mulch know if that's, all if that's up against safe. my house. I don't know if that's now safe. I have a brick house, though. This brother seemed pretty sure that she's supposed to have at least an inch off because again, it can start smoking. He's probably right. Disclaimer for all of those out there listening. They saved you, and I'm glad. Just we learned now. We're not going to put the mulch up that close, and we're not going to put the uh, black and milds. You are back smoking black and milds, though, Jason. I was, you know, uh, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. You know. I'm not judging. It's, it's been a, it's been a, a, been a, it's been a tough month. It's been a tough last month. <laughs> More smoking. Uh, but that, but what, what what is that? Joshua Dobbs would say that ain't nothing but an excuse, Jason. It's Mike right. Tomlin taught me that. So need to get off. I uh, know I need to get off. Damn near burn my house down this weekend. That is no lie. Certainly, Faith is. That's what she's telling all of yes. her friends and relatives that Jason almost burned me down because of because <laughs> of black and mild smoke. Uh, Jason Fitz doesn't smoke black and miles because he's a smart man. He's also a Grammy Award winner. Uh, works for Yahoo Sports. Works for Fox Sports Radio. We're gonna talk to him next about the NFL weekend, about Alabama's big win, the college football playoff, all that. When we get back, you listen to J and J nine two nine FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But it's gonna take money. Jason Fitz is so kind to join us every Monday. Yahoo Sports football host, Fox Sports radio host. Love mentioning that he's also won a Grammy. That means he's more talented than most of us. You can follow him on X at Jason Fitz. Fitzy, what's up, brother? Man, I'm living that dream. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I got my, uh, I got, I got a little bit fuller load. Although Brad Carson is certainly helping me carry it. John Martin is off on jury duty today. Jason Fitz. So we don't. Man, we, yeah, can I can I be honest? I've always wanted jury duty. I've always wanted like I want to sit on some massive major like murder trial and the trial of the century. I want to be part of that, man. Like I'm jealous of that. Like I just like my luck if I ever get jury duty, it'll be on a traffic ticket, you know. But man. I want one of those law and order cases where I can be the guy that walks in. I'm like, yeah, but so, no way. So God, to, I want that. To your point, I had a close friend um, growing up who ended up being on a jury that had to decide a murder case and then the, I think the death penalty for this guy afterwards. And um, I always was fascinated. You know, as a reporter background, whatever else, I always wanted to ask him questions about the case. Just, uh, man, you had to decide. You had this guy's life in your hand everything else. And, uh, you know, on a murder case and everything else that we're reading about in the newspapers and everything else, but he wouldn't talk about it. And I guess that, you know, feel, that duty that you're not, you know, you, you don't discuss this, he just would not ever, I couldn't pry him open. And I, and I kind of, I I, for some weird reason, as much as I, it got under my skin, he wouldn't talk about it, I respected it. I respected it. He had left it all there, um, you know, and I guess it, you know, having been sequestered and all that, was told not to talk about it, whatever else. I know jurors all the time, you go, these exposés, you go back years later and talk to those jurors, but he kept his mouth shut, you know, about, you know, the service, uh, civic duty he had performed. And uh, some part of me always respected that. But I don't know, Fitzy, I don't know about being on a murder case, man. Some of those things can get pretty grisly. Um, I, yeah, I'd be, I'd be like Toby in the office. I'd be walking and be like, so strangler case. <laughs> I was on it. Let's go. That would be me and RP. Let me ask you this most impressive performance of the weekend for you team wise in the NFL. I mean, Baltimore was outstanding against a pretty good Seattle team. At least that's where I've got Seattle right now. Just pretty good. Not a, not a contender KC defensively against Miami. What we saw from Burrow against Buffalo or, or Philly. Just finding a way, even being outgained against Dallas, just most impressive thing you saw team-wise. There were some great individual performance, but team-wise over the weekend. Uh, Cincinnati. And I think, look, we, this is where we just got to throw the records out and acknowledge that whatever Cincinnati does every year when they start slow, like let's never fall for it again. Let's never be Charlie Brown again. The way Cincinnati plays right now, and they're making it look easy. Now, Buffalo is a shell of themselves. Like the fact that the Buffalo running, they kept saying last night on the broadcast, well, you know, they're really going to use – Josh Allen is their running back. That, that, that's not okay. If that right. team sucked, then everybody would be like, why are they relying on him? But everybody gives this big benefit of the doubt to the master plan. Well, the master plan is one-dimensional, and the one-dimension is one-dimensional because even throwing the ball, they don't seem to have any plan other than let's force the ball to Stephon Diggs. So, like, what are you supposed to do if Stephon Diggs is taken away by a good defensive coordinator? And Lou Anne-Marie, uh, I can never say it. Lou with the Bengals has turned out to be that, right? So, you know, I, I think that there's some element of what we learned in that game was that the Bengals are very good and that the Bills are wildly one-dimensional. So, you know, I, I think the most impressive performance by far, the Bengals, Joe Burrow, the way that defense yep. played for them too, like, I was stunned. No, this is this is Joe Burrow now healthy, running around, looking super cool. Uh, this is a Joe Burrow that you feel like you know you get behind and, and you can possibly make a Super Bowl run with him. I, I agree with you completely. On, on KC and that win over the Dolphins over in Germany, 21-14, do you come away from that, Fitzy, you know, uh, first off, proud, asking more questions about that offense, or do you come away from it going, wow, I mean, that defense is winning them games right now, and offensively, like Mahomes said, they'll get that figured out. 
Will they, though? Like, I, I think this is where I get a little bit weirded out by the fact that, like, how? My follow-up question is, how are you going to figure out that you got a bunch of guys that just aren't good enough for the wide receiver position? So, like, this concept that the, the Chiefs are just going to figure it out offensively, I, I think we're allowed to look at it and say whatever past performance does not always indicate future results. Like, am I going to bet against Patrick Mahomes for one game or Andy Reid for one game? No, not stupid. But the other side of it is, are we allowed to have some nuance to whether or not the Chiefs are really elite right now? I mean, their defense has played really really well like I, I I want to take nothing away from Kansas City's defense and Spagnola's done a beautiful job there right but the, the other side of it is the offense looks out of sync I mean right now I'm not sure opponents across the league are necessarily afraid of taking on this Chiefs offense you're, t- you're afraid of taking on Mahomes but you ain't afraid of taking on that offense like right now neutral field I would take Baltimore over Kansas City I'd take uh, Cincinnati over Kansas City you know so I, I think Kansas City's still incredibly good That that's fact but Man, that offense isn't right, and I don't know what's going to make it right anytime soon. Yeah, I, I guess I just want to give the benefit of the doubt to Andy Reid and the, you know the, the the fact that you were you know doing it with guys like McKinnon at the end of the year last year. But you're right. I mean, you start going through the names and some of these you know uh, 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 some of these guys you know you question whether or not they should even be in the NFL. So uh, I get it, and I get those concerns. What about Miami and its its inability to win against the true contenders this year? They've lost the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. Doesn't that have to mean something? It, like, it, it not might. only they, here's the but here's the wildest part about it. Let, so let's look at two of those losses: the Eagles and the Chiefs. Both of those games, they were not even competitive for all of like six minutes of the game. Yeah. And both of those games ended up being close because for those six minutes, they're really good. So like, it's it's frustrating to me because I think where the the Dolphins are, and I texted Mike Golick Jr. Uh, as we were watching the games, and I said, hey. What's the fair take on the Dolphins? Because I think we're all going to overreact and just say, well, the Dolphins suck. They don't suck. They're a playoff team. They look like a playoff team. They're a very good team. But are they in the same range as, as, uh, range as the rest of them? No. And, and I, I think it's fair right now to say I don't trust the Dolphins to win a big game because we haven't seen them do it. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to have two things be true at once. That offense can score on you from anywhere, anytime, and it's a delight. And then all of a sudden, good defenses have found a way to make it disappear a little bit. So, you know, I, I was stunned that they were so irrelevant for the first half of that game and also frustrated by the end that the game seemed as close as it did. That's what's maddening about Miami, but I don't trust them at all. Is it possible to feel better about Dak Prescott, right, and the, 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 I guess the, the notion that he is the guy you know, for the Cowboys after a loss like last night? Because I, I know, you know there are a couple of mistakes. You, you step out of bounds. Um, but for the most part, Fitzy, in a, in, you know, in, a, in a, what was a great game, I thought, he played really well. Um, just where are you at on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys after that loss to the Eagles? Yeah, I, I think the, the blame that we're putting on Dak is sort of ridiculous. Like, okay. think about the fact that they, they never should have even, like, I've, I've seen several people talking about that last throw. They never should have even been in position for that last right. throw. Like, 90 yards in 50 seconds doesn't happen without an implosion from the Eagles. And this is what's interesting. And Kevin Gandhi tweeted this out last night. You know, he's a huge, lifelong, diehard Eagles fan. And he tweeted out, this is what makes this team great for sports talk radio, is that they're winning, so you can't really say anything about it. But they don't look like themselves in doing it, so you can't just be comfortable that they're winning. We saw that more we saw more of that, like mistakes that uh, don't need to happen seem to plague the Eagles. They, they have their own self-inflicted wounds week in and week out. So they're finding a way to win, giving a ton of credit for that. But when you look at the other side of it, I think the Eagles have, uh, or the Cowboys, I should say, have unlocked some important things. Uh, the CD is absolutely uncoverable at this point. Now, do I love the decision to throw to anybody other than CD on fourth down? Probably not. But was he double covered? Yeah. So I, I think the, the blame that we're giving Dak right now is just because people are frustrated that Dak hasn't won more, mm. and people are forgetting how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Like, how many teams right now would give anything to have Dak as their quarterback? I think the answer is a lot higher than people realize. No, I think you're right. Um, more impressive individually, what C.J. Stroud did, and that's as impressive as, as, as we've seen from a rookie quarterback, the 470 passing yards, broke Andrew Luck's record, and then he does it in a win. He does it, you know, that needing a touchdown down 45 seconds, goes straight down the field with all the poise in the world of a veteran quarterback, or what Joshua Dobbs did from Minnesota, not having any practice and then going in there and getting him a win. I mean, I, I think C.J. Stroud, by the way, is putting himself in Stud. the MVP category Stud. right now. Not rookie of the year. I hear you. He's putting himself in the MVP category. And, and think about Houston sitting at four and four. Yep. Like, they're one game out of the playoffs. 
And so, you know, frankly, I hate doing this to Bryce Young, but this is going to happen. Like, this is inevitable. It is, you have to compare the fact that C.J. Stroud was there and available. And Bryce Young looks fine. But C.J. Stroud is doing things we've never seen a rookie quarterback do. So, you know, every single team right now has got to be looking at themselves saying, why did we not? And and frankly, we talked about it on this show before the draft. Like, what were we, what did C.J. Stroud not show the world that people wanted to see? So I'm not, I'm stunned that he's playing this well because he is a rookie, but I'm not stunned he's having success. And if you're the Texans right now, you are the model. Because remember, uh, it wasn't that long ago that was, why would any coach want this job given the way they've treated particularly so minority candidates and the way that they've fired everybody? Why would anybody want that? D'Amico did. And now all of a sudden, D'Amico looks like the coach of the year. C.J. Stroud looks like the rookie of the year, maybe the MVP. Uh, young guys are being elevated because their quarterback is just light years beyond where any quarterback at his point should be. And the Texans are clearly in the playoff hunt. Like, th- this is the great white hope for everybody when you're sitting there saying, I know what we can do. We can try and be like the Texans. You're going to press the reset button every year. You want to find your own D'Amico and CJ. This is, it's, it's stunning to watch. Absolutely it is. All right, Will Levis, uh, we have not talked to you since he had that phenomenal debut. We've seen a couple of games now. Does throw that game ceiling pick against the Steelers, that 2016 loss on Thursday. But what have you thought now of his first two starts uh, for the Tennessee Titans? Uh, like this is going to be shocking to a lot of people, but I think the game against the Steelers was, the Steelers was even better and more important. Like going into that game, the one thing I said is he can't look lost, he can't look confused, it can't be too big for him. And the Steelers disguise what they're doing so incredibly well. I really looked at it and thought, hey, let's see if he can avoid disaster. And frankly, you know, late in the game, a turnover when there's basically no shot, I'm not going to hold that against the quarterback. Like I thought the fact that he found the blitz so often. Think about this. Even the AI on Amazon was struggling to identify which person was coming sometimes in the broadcast, and Will Levis wasn't. And then his ability to stand in the pocket and side on the ball around people that were coming at him to find the right outlet, like he looked wildly in control, which I think is so important, so key for a young quarterback. If, If I'm the Titans right now, I don't care about anything else the rest of the season. Let's see if Will Levis can keep building on this. I thought after one game, it would be interesting to see what happened on a short week, short opportunity to prep. What would he look like against the Steelers? And even talking to some of the Steelers players afterwards, players were even saying, yeah, it was impressive watching the young kid go out there and do what he did. So I, I, I genuinely believe that Will Levis has shown enough to get the starting job for the rest of the season, no matter what happens. And right now, the only evaluation that matters for the Titans is, do you have your franchise quarterback? And the great thing is, now you get the mini-buy, you get like a longer week to prep. That also means teams get a longer week to prep for him in some situations. So like they have more time to sit there. Advanced scouts are sitting there getting more and more time to, to break down what they've seen from him. So I really believe that every week is a test to show, hey, I'm getting more information, and I can I can handle that information. I can also handle what teams are throwing at me. I, Will Levis is putting this Titan season in a much different perspective. Yeah, um, he has been impressive. I, I, he's kind of at least raised my eyebrows and maybe maybe even look in the mirror and say, okay, maybe I was wrong on this guy. Um, moving over to college football, Nick Saban obviously uh, Crimson Tide make a statement. Uh, beat LSU 42-28, and Jalen Milrow looks fantastic in doing so. Just, uh, I'll put it to you this way. My partner has prophesied that Alabama will win the rest of its regular season games, go to the uh, SEC title game, and beat Georgia. Uh, what are the chances that that happens, you think? Uh, well, here's the thing. I mean, uh, I, I have said so many times that Alabama was left for dead, and I've been wrong every single time. Now, I do think that game probably turns out a little different if Daniels doesn't uh, get knocked out of the game. Agreed. For sure. But but at the same time, let's just be clear. Like, Alabama just took on the best offense they're going to take on all year long, and they still came out of that game with a win. And, you know, LSU doesn't play any – I don't even know. Like, LSU makes USC look like the 85 Bears at this point. They play so little defense. But I still think that watching Milroe develop throughout the course of the season and then just seeing how good he's getting, if I'm the rest of the SEC, I'm scared. That being said, Georgia, like – and Georgia only plays about, you know, one out of every six quarters like they care, <laughs> and they're still undefeated. So I, I think maybe the demise of Georgia is a little bit overrated right now. I think Georgia right now is just sort of on cruise control, waiting to care until they absolutely have to. I'm not going to bet that Alabama can beat Georgia, but I am, I am sitting here now for the first time saying, man, considering where the college football playoff committee ranked them and the way they won that game, I think the playoffs are directly there in front of Alabama. They absolutely control their own destiny. I'm just curious because they're, they're local here. We've got a bunch of, bunch of Ole Miss fans uh, in Memphis. What do you think? Uh, I think the last I looked, the line was 10 and a half. Just a chance. You give Lane any chance going to, going to Georgia this week? 
No, I, I, I would love it, though. I mean, I, I look, what, what Lane has done. Yeah. Has, yeah, I know. But what Lane has done has been really incredible. And I think the fact that Ole Miss has become so consistent in where they are, like mm-hmm. they are a top 15 program in the country, that's pretty, that's pretty remarkable given where they are, the expectations, and what I've thought of Lane Kiffin for most of his head coaching career. I think Lane Kiffin has grown up a lot in the last three years in front of us. And now what we're seeing is a much different version of this coach. Now, uh, Eli Drinkwitz in Missouri was able to stay with Georgia for half. Everybody can. The question is what happens in the second half. I do trust Lane Kiffin's adjustments. I would love to see a world where Georgia goes down because I think it creates total chaos. I just don't think Ole Miss has the horses on the defensive side of the ball to be able to do that. So we'll see. But, you know, right now I'm still leaning. Like this feels like every other game for Georgia. It's a tie at the half. Georgia's up by seven going into the fourth, and then somehow they win by eight, like 17. And then I'm, I'm curious, just where are you at on this Michigan story? And I've made the case to my partner that, you know, Harbaugh doesn't care about rules, and he's broken them before, and that you shouldn't wait uh, and punish a Michigan team that, you know, that, that he's no longer coaching, potentially, uh, in, in, in years to come. You should do it now. Where, where are you at on sort of, you know, whether or not they've, uh, you know, they've benefited from the, the, the sign-stealing saga and all that, and, and, and whether or not Harbaugh should be punished. Yeah, I think Harbaugh's been flippant with his breaking of the rules. He just doesn't care, which makes me wonder if he's got another gig coming, right? Like, mm-hmm. this just feels like at the end of the year, Harbaugh's going to be like, you know what, I don't want to deal with the NCAA anymore. They're not fair to me. He's going to play the victim, and then he's going to gaslight everybody while he goes and gets an NFL job. It feels like that's the right path that makes sense. I don't know that the sign-stealing thing makes a massive difference, but here's the thing. Even if everybody's doing it, everybody's not doing it as brazen as Michigan is. And if everybody was, like, okay, if Ohio State hired a private investigator to find all this out, you think Michigan didn't go out the day that report came out and hired their own private investigators? So, like, I I just feel like Michigan fans want to make this a small deal. But the thing I would say to Michigan fans is if it was Ryan Day or Nick Saban, would you also be willing to make it a big deal? And the other part, like, I know everybody says, don't punish the kids, don't punish the kids. You have to. At some point, if you do not punish the kids that are currently playing, then essentially you send the message to every single team, go out and do what you want to do. Exactly. The punishment will come way down the road. Like, if they have findings that this has happened right now, A, I think the college football playoff committee was soft in saying they weren't going to factor it in. They're only going to factor in the football. This impacts the football. If sign stealing has been proven that it's being done, then it impacts the actual product on the field. So if you're allowed to consider whether or not a backup quarterback was brought in in the fourth quarter, you should sure as hell be able to allow to consider whether or not sign stealing made a difference to the team. And then above and beyond all that, if the NCAA doesn't come down with the thunder of the gods, then every kid can just enter the transfer portal. A new coach will come in and they'll say, well, we don't want to punish these guys. They had nothing to do with it. And everybody just keeps cheating. Like there, there is no, no fail safe system. You simply need to come down on everybody. If this is true. I can't tell you how much I was. I mean, it wasn't going to go anywhere, but I've been pulling for Purdue and every sorry team they've played just to sort of, but uh, they've sort of used it. It feels like they, Oh, y'all think this is the reason we've been winning. They're just at punishing these bad teams. I just want them. I just want Michigan to play somebody finally, you know, so we can figure it out yeah, on the field. Uh, uh, well, and that's the big thing about Michigan, Ohio State. Like, yeah. think about this. In a few weeks, on, on Thanksgiving Day, the Lions play. And then the day after, Penn State takes on Michigan State, who's awful this year. But then the Saturday after that, you get Ohio State, Michigan, at Michigan. Like, it just feels like if you're a Michigan uh, Thanksgiving weekend, you are winning the sports lottery. Yep, no question about it. Fitzy, we appreciate you, brother. Have a great week. Appreciate you. Have a great week. Yep. He is Jason Fitz. Uh, you can read him at Yahoo Sports. Listen to him on Fox Sports Radio. Kind enough to join us every Monday. See, Michigan should be punished now. Michigan should be punished this year. Uh, Jason Fitz agrees. I think my partner agrees. Brad agrees. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, again, the NCAA can take it as long as it wants to. They're not going to punish him. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Like, that. They'll just tell you they're still investigating. Of course. They'll say that all through the way. This is... This is the way they do it. You know? Kick the can down the yeah. road uh, and maybe allow Michigan to win a, a title, yeah. a national title, uh, in the process. We shall see. Uh, if I don't know. You, you, there's, you cannot make a case that, uh, that they've shown any weakness this year on the field. Like no. that, that, that is a team on the field that looks like a, it looks like a national champion. But, again, you know, going against the big boys, the SEC, mm-hmm. we'll, see, uh, we'll see what happens. Still a lot to be determined there. Um, we will determine. 
more uh, when we get back. Finish up the third hour. You're listening to J&J. 92. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 9FM, ESPN. Wrapping up hour number three. As we get you set for Giannato and Jeffrey coming up. And remember, at 3 o'clock today, we'll find out uh, where the Memphis women's soccer team, uh, I'm not going to say is headed because I'm hopeful that they will be hosting a first-round NCAA tournament game as a top seed uh, in this week's, uh, NCAA, or this month's NCAA tournament. Tournament, yes, Memphis women's soccer. They have 15 matches won in a row. They have back-to-back-to-back AAC tournament titles after winning uh, a third one in a row this weekend on Sunday over SMU. Uh, They will find out again at three what seed, who they're playing, uh, and hopefully finding out that they're going to be hosting a match, hoping hosting a first-round tournament match tonight uh, in terms of housekeeping as we get ready to get you set for uh, Giannato and Jeffrey. You've got the Tigers Men's basketball team, 21.5-point favorites. That line may have moved since I checked that uh, this morning, but heavy, heavy favorites. Ken Palm's got it as a 19-point Memphis win against Jackson State, coached by former NBA guard Mo Williams. That is tonight, and it's essentially a tune-up. Uh, a, uh, much like the exhibitions have been, um, maybe even in terms of final score, but for Missouri on Friday. We've talked a lot about it because it gets real, real quick for this Memphis basketball team that – no, won't have DeAndre Williams. We found that on Friday. But do have a ton of talent still and a bunch of guys who were the number one guy pretty much on their previous teams. A lot of new talent, uh, but a lot of questions in terms of pecking order and, okay, how do we get good quick? Mm-hmm. Javon Quinterly obviously going to have a lot to do with that. Helps when you've got a bona fide point guard. And Javon Quinterly throughout his career, Villanova, Alabama has always been that. Just wonder, again, Javon Quinterly has been with guys he trusts. You're with a new team now. You only got a chance to play in one of the exhibitions. You know, do you trust to throw it into Jordan Brown down to uh, in a late game situation against Missouri? Those things still to be determined. Uh, but that's why this beginning of the Tiger season, a lot of times, you know, you're playing cupcakes, whatever else, sort of ramping up. Uh, this one is very important. You know, it, it gets it gets urgent really quickly, uh, and you've got to use tonight as, as preparation for Missouri on Friday. Speculating a little bit here, and Parth brought up the health of Javon Quinterly. My, I'm guessing, I'm guessing we'll, we'll see him, and if we see him, it'll be light because you want him, uh, I would assume, at 100%, as much close to 100% as you could for the Missouri game, right? 100%. I mean, I mean I'm not, yeah. I, I'm definitely, yeah, not keeping Quinterly on light. the floor if I don't, if I don't have to, and you, you shouldn't have to tonight. Um, again, finding out Okay, is David Jones going to be a, a, a guy that's taking the last shot? Jaquan Walton did that last year at Wichita State. Caleb Mills is used to doing that, uh, coming from Florida State, having started his career at Houston. So mm-hmm. everybody on the team is going to feel like I can be that guy, uh, finding out who can. Again, trying to do it on the fly, not the easiest of things to do. But uh feel pretty good about at least the talent level of this team. We'll see on how quickly it comes together. Memphis can, again, if we said – 
you know, you start this season 2-0, go get that win in Missouri on Friday, you're probably coming back in here. We're in here next Monday talking about, you know, being nationally ranked, ranked. because you're just outside right now, sort of with Missouri in the same spot. You're just outside of the uh, of the AP ranking, probably in that 34-35 range. So, again, mm-hmm. road win at Missouri would move, move you up awfully fast. And, uh, no, Penny Hardaway won't be down uh, at FedEx Forum tonight. He is serving that three-game suspension. But uh, you will have Rick Stansberry down there, and I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, that's you know, a having, nice having a guy that's been in those shoes before, you're sure. not talking about – you know, elevating some assistant mm-hmm. coach who hasn't been in that spot, hasn't been in situations, and and yeah. and not so much for tonight. Uh, should be pretty easy uh, work tonight of Jackson State. But having Rick Stansberry in those game situations against Missouri and what could very well be a close game could be important for you. Again, a guy who's been through the wars, been in all the close game situations. You know, his on court coaching could be an important thing for you uh, coming up this week against uh, Missouri. So, uh, again, weird deal where you're starting the season, mm-hmm. so many new pieces, and then your head coach is literally not in the building, uh, but something hopefully that uh, won't be much of a uh, nothing but a speed bump. Is it a first first three games, right? Yeah, first three games. So it's two bye games in Missouri. It's Alabama State is the third yeah. game. I believe that's a Friday, a week from Missouri. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you got a week between – the Missouri and Alabama State game. So he's only missing, unfortunately, he's going to miss the game that Tony is yeah. coaching against him in, but you're only missing one super important game. You feel like you'll be just fine without him in the, tonight and then against Alabama State uh, two Fridays from now. I don't want to overlook Jackson, but like if you look to Friday's game, Missouri is, Billis has got Missouri at 60 in his little ranker that he just put so, out. So below you. Yeah. I mean, that's one. 41 42. Yeah. You got it in front of you? What does he say? He says the Tigers, this is the Missouri Tigers, are going to have plenty of holes to fill from the roster. 25 and 11 last year with Dennis Gates as their coach as his first year in year two. Gates recruited well and hit the transfer portal in hopes of returning uh, the trip to the NCAA going back there. Three projected starters transferred in during the offseason. Nick Honor and Noah Carter will provide experience for Gates and the Tigers. It looks like Memphis has got more talent. Well, I mean, again, you'll have a situation. you got more talent than them. They're filling in a bunch of new guys. Yeah. It would be a great road win to start the season and one that could catapult you pretty early uh, right into the top 25. We mentioned the other news today. Ryan Silverfield telling us that Seth, or, or in the media availability, telling uh, 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 fans, anyone listening, that Seth Hennigan, uh, Blake Watson, both listed as day to day after missing yeah. the end of that South Florida game. So we'll see on Seth. He says sooner than later on Seth. You 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 decipher uh, what that means. Uh, I'd like to thank our guests today, Jason Fitz, Brad Carson. I'd like to thank you. Help me hold it down here without Fun. John Martin. Make sure you stay tuned for Giannato and Jeffrey. For Brad, I'm Jason. We're going. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.